Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I'll be your host today, and I'm here with Dell from CrossFit Eternal in Charlotte, North Carolina. What's up, Dell? How are you today? Good. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. All right, cool. So let's jump right into the details here. How did we get started? What made you want to own your own gym? Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> uh, I got into CrossFit about nine years ago now, and about two, two and a half years in, got into coaching and just went from there started uh interning at the gym that i own now and got my feet wet with that and built it and wanted to i went to the owner and told him that i wanted to open my own place to do the kind of stuff that i like to do mm-hmm. and then he offered to sell me the gym and so i jumped on it and now here i am awesome all right so Within the facility now, how are you structuring things as far as your business model goes? Are we doing group classes, one-on-ones, semi-privates, a little bit of everything? How does that work? Uh, 99% is just group training. Um, classes are, are where I'm best at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do a little bit of, of personal training, mostly with a few, a few of the people that are coming from injury or have been injured or need a little bit of extra help, I'll do uh, personal training sessions with them and just help them get back to where they need to be, where they feel comfortable being in the class setting again. Um, That's most of where my one-on-one stuff ends up being. Got it. Helping people get back to being healthy. Okay. All right. And now... Within that facility, how many clients are you currently serving or how many members rather? About 110, somewhere in that range usually is where we float around. Okay. And as far as acquiring new clients goes, how do you go about doing that? Are you doing any type of paid advertising through Facebook, Instagram, Google? Uh, Are we doing word of mouth referrals? How's that looking? I really don't do anything. Um, I've tried in the past to do uh, like Facebook ads and Instagram ads and stuff, and I never get anything out of it. Literally where I'm at, people Google, they want to do CrossFit. I'm the only one in that, in what's called University City in Charlotte. And they that's 99% of the people that come into me just Googled. CrossFit. Got it. And found me. Okay. And so you've tried advertising on social media before and you didn't see a return on it? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So now as far as growth goes, are you kind of capped out at 110 members? Are you looking to grow at all? What is that looking like for you? I have plenty of room in my classes to, to bring in more people. Um, and we've slowly been climbing since we reopened after COVID. So 
so far so good. We keep bringing more than we lose. I'm a very transitional area because University City, obviously, I'm right by the college here. So I have seasonal students. Mm-hmm. And then when they graduate, they leave me forever. So right, um, a lot of that. And I have a lot of uh, banking people that are will job hop all over the country whenever they get moved around. So a lot of transitional people in my area. But we'd steadily go up and not the other way. So keeping it, trying to just try and keep a float like that, trying to keep it going. Right. Okay. So how many new faces on average are you seeing walk in your door per month? Or better question than that is how many people are actually signing up for some type of a membership on a monthly basis? Generally. Well, five to 10 usually in a month i'll mm-hmm. see um and then i also lose usually about three or four sometimes none yeah but okay so you're probably netting on average anywhere from one to five or six members a month yeah got it okay and as far as growth goes, are you are you cool with the growth being at that pace or are you looking to kind of speed things up a little bit? Have things changed since the pandemic at all or? A lot of things changed with, with the pandemic. I have, I've divided my whole gym up into areas Mm -hmm. so i have limits on how many people can be in a class i have people have to register to come for their for their classes um so that kind of puts a cap on my space as far as that goes Mm -hmm. but i do have room but it's in most of the room i have is in the classes that are just generally going to get lower lower traffic because they're not after work. They're mm-hmm. my early morning classes are good. And then my evening classes are good. And then my all the stuff in the middle, I have lots of space. So right. Okay. And is that where you do most of the personal training, like in that in-between space? Um, I'll do per I do personal training, but because like I said, it's so little that it's it's like if someone needs me, I'll I'll just meet them. And we'll okay. do stuff whenever. As Got long it. as I'm not coaching classes, I can get them in and do whatever. Right. Okay. And now, as far as your membership structure goes, how are people paying for memberships? Is it on a monthly recurring basis, or is it? Are they buying class Month. packages or? Um, monthly recurring for most for most people. Okay, and is there some type of agreement there or are they on a month-to-month membership? Month-to-month, and they just ask them to let me know at the beginning of their month if that's their their end, which is the bane of my existence at times. But Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So is that, are you on month-to-month memberships because the area is kind of so fluid, like there are a lot of people coming in and coming out, or... 
What is the reason behind being on the month to month membership? It's kind of what everybody does here. All the, all the CrossFits in Charlotte kind of are in that, in that mode. Um, so it's hard to do anything drastically different. Um, we've tried and I'm working on a, a thing with one of my, one of my coaches, we're going to do like a longer program um, and have people sign up for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But that's, we're processing that right now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's always interesting to me the month to month memberships and I hear it a lot just because when I was in my facility I hated month-to-month memberships probably for some of the same reasons that you know it's annoying at times for you because it's a lot to keep up with um, especially when people just kind of let you know when they want to cancel their memberships or you don't really know what's coming in on a monthly basis you can't really rely on it so heavily um, just as far as planning for the business goes it's a little bit more unpredictable um, so that's why I ask about like the reasoning for it um, and you know also those people that commit to a longer term membership, typically get better results, are more consistent with their programming. Um, So that's why I was just kind of curious about that. Uh, So it sounds like most of the gyms in your area, that's just kind of how things go. Yeah. And it's kind of what I inherited. So I just kind of went along with what was already going and it works. Um, We're still fairly consistent. Um, I just have the occasional transitional people issue, but mm-hmm. for the most part, and I can usually see that coming. I'll, I'll usually know when I'm going to have a bunch of my folks being transferred around, or I know when all the students are going to come and tell me they don't want to pay for a month because they're going home or. Got it. Yeah. All that fun stuff. Yeah. Right. All yeah. right. So now prepare ahead of time for that. What's that? Just try to prepare ahead of time for that. Yeah, just absolutely. Be ready for the summer and be ready for Christmas break. And yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Those common times for people to be going home. And um so when somebody new comes in the door, what does the process look like? Do they come in and do some type of a trial class? Are they in uh like a a beginner class initially or are they just kind of thrown in how does that work so i used to do like a whole on-ramp thing with Mm -hmm. people um but post covid it was just get everybody into class um i can scale anybody's workout to to make it work for anybody i have i have a hugely diverse population mm-hmm. i have 18 to 20 year old college kids and i have 60 something grandmas and everybody in between and all levels of fitness so i'm constantly scaling everybody's workout to where they're at yeah that's very much what we do okay um, so beginners 
I treat them like beginners, they're, but they're in class with everybody else right now. Um, may try to get something beginner style going again, because I know some people are hesitant to just do the free class. I do do a free class okay. for them to come in and try it out. Um, but even like my hardest, I'm like, oh, this happened. They came into the worst day. It's a crazy hard workout. They usually still love it and still want to join. They realize this was really hard and I still survived. So, so. Right. Yeah. Scary in theory, not really in practice. Got it. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, yeah, when people come in and get their ass kicked on day one, I mean, that a lot of the times makes them want to stick around. They don't necessarily yeah. always like to admit that or actually getting there to get it done is the hard part. But once they experience that, it's like, okay, I want more. Um, yeah. So that works. All right. So now, obviously, this time of year is huge for planning for the new year, really focusing on where you're looking to go. Um, so what are your main focuses within the business for 2022? Um, I'm actually joining forces with another, with an Olympic lifting gym. There, I have two warehouse spaces where I'm at, and they're going to move into one of them. And so they're going to be doing their team building stuff and what they need to do to go compete okay with their, with their weightlifting and then we'll be in the other space doing crossfit group training um we're gonna share each other's knowledge and everything that we have uh just helping each other out as much as possible and helping each other stay alive in, in the crazy expensive charlotte area and so utilizing the space as well as possible to do as much helping people as we can. I think I answered. Okay, so is that space? What's that? <laughs> I think I lost track of what question I was answering somewhere in the middle there. So That's okay. No worries. I do that sometimes too. Um, so is that space a space that you're, are, you already have and you're already paying for or you're taking yeah. on? Okay. I, yeah, I inherited two warehouse spaces that I haven't been able to utilize both of them very well. But when I bought the when I bought the business, I that's the lease I was I was stuck in. Right. And I haven't been able to get out of it. And uh, Five Rings lost where they were at and needed somewhere to go and. Uh, I've been friends with the owner there for a while and I've got, gone and done training with them to work on my Olympic lifts. And so he called me up and knew that I had all that space and wanted to see if we could do this. And it's looking really good. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, right now we're just, we're building his gym up right now. So right now it's just like painted the space and we laid the floor in and now we're just, they're about to launch in two weeks. Wow. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. That'll help to offset some of the overhead costs for you, I'm sure. Yep. So that's definitely helpful. Um, all right. So now one thing that I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering taking on a facility, opening a facility, starting their own thing, what would that be? 
there's a lot of things that come to mind, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, just be prepared that it's, we usually, we all usually come into it wanting to help people and not realizing what we have to do to run it. Yes. The business side of it is daunting and harrowing. It's not what I wanted ever. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to tell people what to do and make them stronger and faster and better. And now I deal with all this other stuff and I'm in a business of constantly having personal relationships with people and then mm -hmm. have to deal with them wanting to cancel per se and not and then they want a favor to not pay their extra month that they didn't want to pay because they're going to be gone because they forgot to tell me early enough and right so then I have to be a business and not the person that they know all the time and it's yeah yeah that's a hard balance uh between balance yeah having Friendly, friendly relationships with your members, but not being friends with your members. Um, because that's exactly, and this is something that I always really kind of harped on when I was in the facility, especially with the staff members was, you know, making sure that there was a line there. It's okay to be friendly with them. It's okay to have good relationships with them, but you know, a lot of times when it comes down to it, if something goes wrong, it's like they expect a favor. And yeah. it's a it's a hard balance between, like you said, being kind of who you are and, and having the relationships that you have with people. But then at the end of the day, you're running a business. So you have to keep those things in mind, too. And a lot of people just don't realize those things especially in the beginning like the the business side of things really isn't on a lot of people's minds when they initially open a facility it's just kind of like okay well i'm going to get to train people all day and yeah of course that's part of it but there are also those other things that come into play that you never really realized and you have to kind of figure out how to navigate those in the best way and it can definitely be hard to balance that yeah it is yeah certainly hard at times Yes, yes, for sure. Perfect. So, all right. So now as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, CrossFit Eternal on Instagram and CrossFit Eternal on Facebook and uh, CrossFitEternal.com. All my stuff's CrossFit Eternal. <laughs> Perfect. Straightforward, simple. We like that. Yeah. Simple, simple, simple. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So Dell from CrossFit Eternal in Charlotte, North Carolina. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Of course. Thanks. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. 
You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Anytime Fitness in Gilbertsville, Pennsylvania, Melanie Carnes. How are you today? Doing great. Awesome. I am excited to have you on. Um, the Anytime Fitness model is interesting. It's evolving. It's uh, unique from owner to owner. So let's hop in and, and tell us about your flavor of Anytime Fitness there in PA. Great. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity, Dom. Um, our Anytime Fitness is located in Gilbertsville, Pennsylvania. We are huge on family here. We know all of our members' names. It is a small town community feel. We're about 7,800 square feet and growing. Absolutely everything is trending in the right way, but we pride ourselves on the cleanliness and knowing everybody's names and having it feel like an actual gym family inside of our four walls here. Awesome. Awesome. So um, there definitely is a notable difference, I think, in the vibe and the atmosphere of people who set out to be that family gym versus hardcore gym or serious gym or, or whatever you want to label them. And I don't think there's any right or wrong, but if you know that's who you are and what you want, it always comes across in just the atmosphere from when you first step in the door. So you have that and you know, you, you're a family gym in more than one way because you know, you're co-owner with your brother um, who couldn't join us today, but let's get a little bit of backstory from you um, because you, you both have a fitness and wellness background to some degree, but as far as how you ended up here, I think it's been an interesting journey. So give us a, give us the backstory. Absolutely. So long story short, I went and got my education. Um, I have an exercise science uh, background. I have my master's in exercise science. I went to William Patterson for that, did my undergrad at Temple, but basically got out of grad school and entered into the fitness industry. Was a manager at my first Anytime Fitness explored a a couple other options with other um, gyms, made my way back to Anytime Fitness as the manager and conveniently in a regional meeting, the owners, the old owners of our location had asked us where you saw yourself in a couple of years. And I jokingly said, I wanted to buy the gym, own the gym. And they told me that they were listing their locations for sale and that I would have first dibs at it. Surprisingly, I went to grad school, so I had debt up to my eyeballs. I thought, how am I ever going to be able to do this? They told me to get a partner, so I ran to my older brother, who is a full-time pharmacist, kind of needed some money to help back me, so the two of us dove into this adventure together. He is more so kind of the silent partner of it all, where I am more of the face-to-face. You see me in the club more often than he is, but he still contributes to the business as well. All right. So one of the things that you said was, you know, that the owners were interested in accommodating to to whatever degree that they could um, in in making it happen and helping you kind of realize that dream of ownership in something that doesn't get considered a lot in the fitness business, or I guess in a lot of businesses, but for us specifically is the different ways that you can become an owner, right? You can 
take money out of your pocket or take a loan and build something up from scratch and and go through all that and have your custom thing that you build or you know you can get something that's already established already has permitting already has build out equipment all that which clearly will will potentially cost you more it, it may not always but then when it comes to to financing you know sometimes people think they have to come up with the whole amount sometimes uh you know owners will do seller financing or try to participate in some way or another adjust pricing to help somebody there's a million different things that can be negotiated and take over where would you say you fall on that spectrum and, and we don't need to talk about the pricing and purchasing but like what things were they able to do to kind of accommodate make that dream come to life for you absolutely so the pricing per se um wasn't something that they could really accommodate it came down to the simple fact when we went for our small business loan my brother and i they come out and inspect the building and investigate into the business to tell you if this business is actually worth what the asking price is um, but basically they were willing to accommodate the thing that my brother and I struggled the most with. We were 27 and 30 at the time that we bought the gym. So the landlord was actually our biggest struggle. We had to hire an attorney to constantly be fighting with them to sign the lease over, even though the business was substantially making enough money to pay the rent. It is a big risk. So it was almost kind of like they had told us that we were too young. They didn't per se, see all the ways that we were seeing things. Um, but so one of the big things, and I attribute so much to the old owners, they actually stayed on the lease for my brother and I, which was a huge risk in their eyes. They're handing over the business and they are still technically linked to the lease that if we default, that they can still technically come after them. Wow. Wow. That's, that's not something you hear too often, but it speaks to the relationship that you had with them, their faith in you and their, their willingness to accommodate and try to push all this forward. And, and that's why I love asking these questions because there's always a new twist. There's always, you know, sometimes it's, Hey, the owner stood on and was my general manager for six months to help train me, or they did that. And it's, it's one of those things that people um, they never even, it's like never asking somebody who's your client to become a trainer or an employee. Like sometimes your biggest help can be right under your nose and, and people want to help each other. You know, that the world sometimes, um, <laughs> news can make everything seem negative. Social media can, but, but people want to help each other just generally. And especially when you get into the health and wellness fitness business, most people don't get into this thinking they're going to become a multimillionaire. They get into it because they want to help people and then say, oh, well, this is a good way that I can make a living too. So uh, I think the lesson in all that is if you have an opportunity, don't chalk it off until you've at least asked all the questions. Ask everybody who's involved, hey, you know, can you meet me halfway or can you do something to help me? Because, you know, in a situation like this, I don't think you're going to get a lot of people who stay on the lease for you, but if the situation is right, you know, that's, that's huge. And who knows where you'd be right now if, if they didn't make that accommodation, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It was a long, we fought for five months and then finally they were at the point, they were like, we will just stay on the lease to show that we have like faith in them that they can do this. And our landlord left it at that then too. So yeah, I, that's awesome that that worked out there. So you guys came in and you already had Anytime Fitness general manager experience. 
So you knew what operationally you needed to do. You had seen inside the books of this location. So as far as risk was concerned, I mean, it's, it's always, it's your money. It's a huge chunk of money, yours and your brother's. But it seems like you came in armed with really as much information as someone could come into with one of these businesses. Like, I know that I can do the job. I know my results are this. I know the business is here. So aside from the fact that it's, it's going to cost a big chunk of money, did you have any real concerns going into it about, you know, how you were going to be able to run it and what it was going to look like? There was obviously a little bit of risk with it. Um, as with any adventure, there's obviously going to be risk. Um, I just remember telling my brother, like, I'm in there every day. I know the people. I'm seeing the books. I know this. We can do this. Um, and in my head at that point, I had already had other ideas for us of how we were going to branch out and bring more things inside of the gym that were going to draw more people to get us more business. Um, but probably just like the biggest risk, like you said, was kind of just like the financing of it. Like that was our big concern, but I knew there was so much potential here. We have a 7,800 square feet um, facility. And as far as what makes our Anytime Fitness special is before Anytime Fitness started introducing the purple twerk, purple turf, um, we have green turf here. We have a whole sectioned off room where we have tires you can flip. We have monkey bars. We have two huge squat racks. We have everything back there that just was kind of sitting back there that we weren't utilizing. So in my head, my head was starting to spin. We've got light bulbs for this. We're bringing in classes. We're going to bring in trainers. We're going to do this and this just to show things to show us that we can grow more. So that was kind of just where we were focusing on the biggest points that we knew could add revenue. Got it. Got it. So let's go into that. You said you had some ideas um, of things that you could branch out, that you could add clientele, that you could, you know, start looking at different revenue sources. What were the, the biggest things? If you had a mental checklist or a written checklist that you wanted to do and add, and was there any, any big difference between your, you know, what you had pictured it and what the reality of was in implementing those things? So it definitely took time for us to grow. We added classes at first and we actually tossed the idea around, you know, do we charge for the classes? Do we raise membership rates? What are we going to do that we're now going to have to pay instructors? How is this going to balance out? So initially we started charging for the classes. We had people slowly diving into them. It was kind of a struggle to get people to test something new. This is something new they haven't seen here before. How do they get into this classroom and do this? Um, from there then we kind of just kept pushing it, kept pushing it. And eventually it was actually at one of our training events at our headquarters out in Minnesota where I talked to an owner of the year and she had said to me, Secretly, you raise your membership rates a few dollars to cover that. She said, you include the classes for free. She said, you don't realize on the back end, you're going to be killing your attrition. And our attrition is 31%. We get people in the door and they do not leave us. That might be part of our gym family connection with people. You befriend them and they're not going to leave you. Or it might be the fact that they have something to come to four days of the week. They feel that they have to show up to these classes for Appointments, we take signups for the classes. So they feel like, oh, I signed up, I reserved a spot, I need to show up. 
people who are using your gym and are friends with you, friends with your instructors, friends with the trainer, they're not leaving you. As well as the training aspect of it, that was something we introduced as well. We provide the free fitness assessment complimentary to the membership. When people have appointments for things, it's very hard for them to flake out on you. Um, we don't necessarily push the fitness assessment. I hate the term used car salesman. I've had it happen to me and I hated it. I felt like this guy just took me for all my money. I can't believe I agreed to this. Completely turned me off from their business. So what we do here is there's no pressure associated with our stuff. People still end up buying personal training from us. They still come to the classes, but people view us as more of their friends rather than that used car salesman who they never want to see again. Yeah, I think that's probably um, the best metaphor or the metaphor that gets thrown around the most is people who, you know, they're like, I want to be better at sales or I want to help more people but I don't want to come across as the used car salesman. Poor used car salesman, always taking the heat for everybody. Absolutely. Um, and uh, we can leave that. So one of the things you mentioned, I love that you track statistics and numbers. You said that uh, the club attrition is 31%. Mm -hmm. What Everybody tracks this very differently. So what does that mean to you? Is that like... If we had a thousand members on January 1st of those thousand, you know, 690 would be members on December 31st. How does, how does that number come about? So our corporate location headquarters actually produces these monthly reports for us and attrition is one of the things that they focus on. I'm sad to say that I don't actually know exactly how they are getting these numbers for the attrition. Um, but our cancels are very minimal. Um, I would say we're getting maybe like five to seven people canceling a month. And we're obviously signing up a lot more people coming in the door than that per month. Um, but it's just very minimal when we get cancels. And I will say when people want to cancel, we let them cancel. We don't give them a hard time. We don't make them feel guilty. Again, the used car salesman we actually sometimes will send out surveys to members after they cancel and they literally write back in the survey, thank you for not hassling me. Like, I just wanted to cancel my membership. I appreciate you. And they end up giving you a good review then anyway. Yeah, as I mean, I, and I know that you said that in the world of the anytime fitness calculations, there's, there's probably a black box algorithm somewhere in there. But I think for perspective um, in the gym world, if you're feeling like your attrition is exceptional, it's probably because by all measures that I can, I can napkin math right here, it, it seems like it is. So, you know, if you have, you know, somewhere, um, you know, let's say a gym, um, and I don't know your exact numbers, we don't need to dive into that, but let's say you're at a, a thousand members, you know, one, you know, if you have a hundred people cancel a month, you know, that's 10%, right? That'd be wild. If you have 10, you know, that's, that's 1% attrition. So, you know, I think most gyms are happy quote, if they're, you know, 10% or less, I think on a month to month basis. And then, you know, bragging rights start coming around when you're like, you know, three to 5%. So if you, you know, and, and I can see you'll probably be doing some some phone calculator math after this. If you're like, well, I've got this many members and less than 10 cancels a month, I'm doing pretty well here. So I, 
by what I know and, and what we've discussed, yeah, if you're at one, two, three percent cancellations on a monthly basis, you're crushing it. So my big advice there is if those are your numbers, keep doing whatever the heck you're doing and try to bottle it because that's that's killing it. So definitely want to give you props for that. Whatever Anytime Fitness labels the number, however they figured out, who cares? Um, but you right. know that, that you're growing much faster. So awesome. So you are, as you said, you're in a 7,800 square foot facility. Membership is growing continually. You're at this point that almost every facility hopefully will come to in the world of good problems. You've got certain hours where you're super busy and you know, there's, it's, it gets to be, you know, uh, equipment Tetris, human Tetris. How do I, how do I fit people? How do I adjust there? Um, you can't wave a magic wand and just make your gym bigger. So that's, that's always off the table. What things have you done to try to ease congestion, increase flow, you know, as you start to grow and see that at your busiest times, things can get tight. What have been the biggest things that you've done to at least feel like you can accommodate a little bit more? So in Pennsylvania, we are starting to ease into spring. So when it gets nice outside, we do have a back alleyway outside of our location. So the classes that we can take outside, we take outside. So right there is removing about 10 extra, 10 to 15 extra bodies. We're just automatically going outside, giving them, alleviating some of the space. We've continually added equipment. You have to put back into the business. It's great that you're growing, but you have to continually put stuff in. So we get maybe like one to two pieces of equipment a year that are bigger. And then we'll focus on adding studio equipment or little things that people don't know. We actually just got an evil body scanner. So we've added that. We have a hack squat machine coming in May. So the continual addition of equipment definitely helps alleviate some of the pain. Um, we do also produce numbers. One of our uh, coaches is has a strong background with technology. He actually produces the current hour um, number of members per hour to show members what is the busy time. It's simply kind of just if you can alleviate avoiding any of that time where your traditional prime time right after work, 4.30 to 6.30. So I would say adding equipment, kind of adjusting classes when you can. Um, those are the biggest things that we focus on as far as trying to alleviate some of the craziness. I really, I like the use of technology, almost like, it's like watching a live traffic cam or something on Google Maps. Like, well, is this a good time? Is that something people access through an app or through your website? How do they, how can people get to see that? So we were doing it, especially COVID started. Uh, COVID was one of the main reasons why we started doing it. We were actually capped during the heat of COVID once we reopened after everything um, to a certain percentage of number members that we could have in the building at a time. So we were just maintaining it that way. And then it seemed to be that people liked it. So we kind of would just be posting it on Facebook. We weren't actually posting it live. I wish we were, that's actually a really good idea. Um, but we would be posting it daily to show you this is what it looked like for the day on Mondays. This is the next day. And next day, we kind of recapped it for them. Okay. So they could see trends or, or commentaries right. there. Still super, super useful. And another way to get people to engage with your Facebook page. So kind of a, a two for one there. So um, as far as, you know, gyms, as they start to get crowded, 
Um, we still want to grow, you know, the their cost of living goes up, the price of everything goes up. So in order to best serve people, we have to watch our revenue, make sure, you know, a healthy, profitable gym can, can help more people. So um, as far as, you know, you're, you're busy at your busiest hours and it's getting tight. So adding just general memberships can be tough, but is there going to be a focus for you going forward with, you know, the coaching, the training memberships, things that are class-based and more controllable as you onboard people, or at least the suggestion like, Hey, this is, you know, we are busy at these times, you know, what time do you think you're going to work out or what are you looking for? And, and trying to at least guide people a little bit into those services where you can't fit as many people, but the value is a little higher so that you can continue to grow around this crowding issue. Yeah. So traditionally when we show uh, new prospects around the gym, we typically like to ask them. One of our questions is like, what does your schedule look like when you plan on working out? Um, especially if they're interested in working with a trainer. Our trainers are pretty flexible that they can work mornings, afternoons, evenings, as well as the weekends. So it just depends on that particular member's schedule as what works for them. Um, our trainers are great. I mean, if that piece of equipment is being used for shoulder press, they have other alternatives that they automatically know off the top of their head to grab a pair of dumbbells or do different stuff that you wouldn't traditionally think of. I mean, that's one of the benefits of having a trainer. They can think on the fly like that, how they can cater to you. Um, so I would say we'll try to like, I always try and encourage people if they're not working in the morning or even in the afternoons, daytimes, it's not as crazy. Um, but even if they still do come in at nighttime, they're still able to get a great workout um, especially if they're working with a trainer, like I said, they can think of things on demand just like that. Yeah. One of the many benefits of a trainer is if somebody comes in with their, you know, their online program or their buddies program, and it says to do barbell bench press and that's not available, then usually it's, oh crap, what do I do? Versus a trainer is going to say, hey, this is a good way for you to get some variety X, Y, Z. Okay. So as we start to come up on time here, what does the future look like you ideally? And it sounds like you're going to have to expand the gym to uh, eventually, you know, accommodate this tide of people that you have coming in. Um, is there anything for you as far as professional development, skill acquisition um, that you're working on or want to, you know, want to be better at or foray into and then as far as the, the gym and the business goes, do you think that you're a one and done or do you have, you know, any ideas that maybe you might look at another one in the future? Is the door open or closed there? The door is definitely opened. Uh, prior to COVID, I was actually approached and asked to partner with someone who wasn't even my brother about opening up another Anytime Fitness location in the state of New Jersey. So that was kind of my hang up there. Um, I recently just had a baby, so I have a 10 month old. So my focus shifted a little bit. Um, I was also approached by headquarters to kind of help out with a closing down location. If I wanted to take over that, the timing of everything just didn't work out. My focus on that time was my family. I was about to have a daughter. So right now we're still focusing on making this the best gym that we can. Expansion is definitely in the near future as it has to be, um, Ideally, I would say in a few years, I would love to open up another location. Um, 
just have to find the right location, I guess you could say. Awesome. All right. So last question for you before we let you go here. You've been at this a few years now. You've been in the business for quite a few years. Is there anything that stands out for you as far as any lessons that you've learned, anything that you'd like to go back and, and tell your younger self or uh, anything that kind of serves you the best, do you think, um, that you know now in the business? So one thing I feel like really hits home for me right now is in the beginning, they say, don't focus on the numbers. Don't focus on the numbers. I've heard numerous other successful business owners say, don't focus on the numbers, where some people who are very number driven need that aspect. In the beginning, I was so focused on the numbers. And I will say within right before COVID, I kind of stopped focusing on the numbers. I just thought, how am I going to be the best I can be? I'm not going to sit here and calculate numbers daily. Once you stop focusing on the numbers, they come, you have to get the right staff in place. Staff, you have to take care of your staff. That's one of the biggest things I've learned. You need to appreciate them no matter what. I always try and think about it. My husband is always good at reminding me of this. He is a union electrician and he is good at reminding me like, did you buy him coffee this week? Did you think to buy them lunch? How about a gas gift card? If you keep your employees happy, they are going to do everything in their power to help you succeed at your business. Um, and that was something we actually had our corporate contact come out to our location. Unfortunately, I was unable to see her um, at that time, but she had followed up with me and she said, Melanie, your staff would take a bullet for you. She said, they love everything about you. What are you doing to take care of them? And I, I like I said, you just have to take care of them and everything else will grow. Have the right people in place. Two, two really good points there. Uh, if you take care of your people, they'll take care of your clients. You need to make sure that all three aspects of that work very well. And then the other one was, um, I think tracking numbers, measuring things, the old cliche, what gets measured gets managed are all super important. But if you just look at numbers, nothing happens. It's, am I taking the actions that are gonna put me in the position to have this outcome where it's going to come from. Like, it's not just how do I get to, you know, 20 personal training clients in a month. It's, you know, how do I have better conversations with people? How do I get more involved? How do, you know, what are the actions that I can take in a service-based business, especially that just put me in a better position um, to have better conversations, to have better relationships. And then you can, you can use that as your leading metric and, and then the numbers should follow it. You still need to see what's happening with them, of course, but, but if you don't do the things to get to what, where those numbers need to be, they're not just going to happen by watching them. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. On that note, we are just about out of time. Uh, so I'm going to have to bid you goodbye here. I appreciate you being on with us for everybody listening. Uh, Melanie Carnes, Anytime Fitness, Gilbertsville, Pennsylvania. It sounds like if you need a great place to train, check her out. If you're a trainer and you're looking for a boss that you would take a bullet for, maybe also check her out. That's uh, so that's between between Philly and Reading is where Gilbertsville is. Yes, about an hour outside of Philadelphia. Perfect, perfect. Well, that's all all the time we have today. I appreciate you being here. It's been a blast. Thank you so much for having us. You are very welcome. And to everyone out there listening, as always, we appreciate you. We wouldn't be here without you. We hope you found value. 
and inspiration in this episode. And if you want to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mr. Terry Hopkins of Evolve Fitness and Training out of DeKalb, Illinois. Terry, what's going on, my man? How are you today? Not much. Uh, thank you for giving me this opportunity to be here. You know? I'm excited for the opportunity because this business has seen a couple of different, to use to lack of a better term, evolutions, it being called Evolve. But Terry, give us an idea, kind of put us in your time machine here. For context, for those listening, take us back to to your decision to buy into this gym and take over. What was going through your mind? Why would you want to get into the fitness industry? Why are you so crazy, Terry? What made you want to take over this business? Uh, well, it kind of started uh, uh, probably about four years ago. Uh, my wife and I decided that uh, I wanted to own a startup, uh, pretty much almost like an old garage style MMA facility. I'm a big MMA fan. Uh, all of it, all the way back to uh, Tough Man Contest. And just something I love. I love the martial arts. And I got a friend in town here who, where I went and my son has, that has that style of facility that we were looking into. Uh, but the market here is hard for uh, buildings. And then uh, we just, uh, I was out of town. My wife sent me a text that said, Ray, previous owner is selling all his equipment. So I reached out to him. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm done. I got my 10 years in, I'm, I'm done. And so we got to find out about the business. It's been around for over 40 years. Mm. It's only been in three locations. So I was like, that's piqued my interest a little bit. So, you know, we came over here, we did a walkthrough and uh, I've never been in this facility. My kids and my, all, all worked out here. I went somewhere else and I was kind of blown away at the size of 15,000 square foot. It was just amazing. Yeah. And so we sat down and uh, 10 minutes later, we were drawing our paperwork. And I'm like, there you oh, go. oh, cause we couldn't, you know, we couldn't find the place that we wanted. 
and it was so hard because of the restrictions right next to another facility or across the street so we're like let's jump on it and you know what we did and uh it's been the biggest roller coaster ride of my life <laughs> <laughs> It's, I can it's, imagine that there are plenty of gym owners that will tune into this podcast that the term roller coaster resonates with them more than anything else you say today. And so we could cut the podcast off now. Yeah. We're done. We're all set. Terry, that I appreciate it. Yeah. Nobody told me that, you know. Yeah. So, and and but, so as vivid of a description as that is, Terry, give us an insight into evolve as it stands today what is what is the service that you actually provide as it stands today uh actually last year we spent six months we built a smoothie bar so now we have a smoothie bar uh which is one of the best things here the revenue is great on it people love them big bars seating around it uh and it's just uh you know, we've got new equipment, we've replaced old, we've just added uh, a lot more to fit the, I don't know what you call it, like the niche out here, because we're a college town. So we're trying to pick up all the college kids. So we're pretty much a bodybuilding powerlifting gym. And that's where we decide, you know, we're the only place in town that has uh, deadlift platforms. And, but if you go to the other side, you have all your cardio, your bikes, your treadmills. So it's, it's, you have, we cater to everyone. It doesn't matter. We have got members here that are 80 and 90 years old that have been here since the beginning. So we cater to everybody. We have morning classes, the, uh, oh my God, I can't think of the name of them, but it's the, it's kind of like the silver sneakers group. Yep. You got a dozen of them people in the morning. And they're a riot. They're 70 yeah. years old and they they don't care. They'll say anything to the trainer. And it's funny. Yep. Uh, you know that. And then we have our afternoon classes, 4.30, 5.30, and sometimes it's 6.30. Depends on if somebody wants to roll over into a full bore cardio workout. You know, sure. a lot of personal training. We're switching it up uh, with... Uh, so I was just having a conversation with the guy when I called you uh, about we're working with uh, uh, so a chiropractor. He's a power lifter here. So we're working with him. Uh, we're going to start bringing that in uh, power. Uh, sorry. He's going to start scheduling a date for we're going to start helping people with their backs and uh, oh, okay. uh, just all that the chiropractor stuff too. you know, to help you with the muscles and all that. I live there. I go there twice a week for the past eight years. So yeah. a great facility. So we're bringing them in and it's also going to help the power lifters next door. Sure. And so we're, you know, we're going all in this year. We're just, we're offering everything. We, you know, our biggest, biggest thing we have is the in body. They love that. And, yeah, and so a, a number of different services here, if we're to kind of lay it out, so we can analyze these piece by piece. We've got our just general membership, people coming and going, training as they please. Yeah. We've got group classes and we've got personal training so people can invest at a higher level for other services, depending on what they're looking for from a, a fitness experience. And so give us some numbers that we can kind of chew on for a moment here, Terry. How many 
overall members? How many people in group? How many people in PT? Uh, right now, we're approximately 800 members. Uh, as for group, oh, off the top of my head, I would probably say about 30 in group right now. It's that and personal training. I'd say we're maybe about 10 people. It's, it's hard to get the personal trainers. Uh, that's our biggest issue is staffing is staffing. Sure. You know, keeping the personal trainers, not that I don't trust my trainers. I just want that person that can do the one-on-one -on -one and treat yep. you, you know, with due respect and hundred percent of attention to you. Sure. You know, we, we have one here, but you know, we're just, trying to keep the people the staffing is the hardest part and we want to push the one-on-ones we're pushing the one-on-ones more and more uh actually one of my trainers just came back from texas so i just talked to him and we're working out some deals so he can start doing it yeah you know but other like i said but like we have the next door and you know that's where we've already got almost seven people signed up under matt for uh, powerlifting training already. Yeah, and it seems like, I mean, just based on industry statistics alone, this sort of model kind of 10% is usually that that kind of indicator for success in getting people into other services from an open gym membership. And so it, it would seem just based on volume that group and PT are both opportunities that you guys definitely can capitalize on here yeah. moving forward. And so, Terry, I mean, tell us, first and foremost, we, we understand that PT, we understand that group, these things are, are big revenue drivers in a model like this. Usually the focus is on pure volume, lower cost, but those additional services give us the, the kind of flip side of that, a little bit higher of a ticket item with the volume being lower. And so how have you guys historically been able to drive people towards either group or PT? Uh, the easiest way is uh, after the shutdown, pretty much last year, we ran, we called, we mocked it, we called it the COVID cut. And it, 26 people jumped in for an eight week program. Mm -hmm. And out of the 26, 12 were members and all but one became member. So we got 25 out of 26 people to stay at membership. The 12 yeah. were already, they're already in group already. They just wanted to try this. Uh, we ran a special, a short little uh, six weeker, just uh, right, ended right before Christmas. And we had 13 people, uh, five were members. And we got, uh, I think, let's see, one, two, five to sign up. So we only lost three. Yep. And then we have another big challenge coming. And I, the challenges, if we do all our challenges, we either, the winner either gets a cash prize or they get a membership. I see. Okay. So we're, oh. we're using sort of shorter term challenges if you will shorter term programs to incentivize people into these sort of yeah. programs is that about right 
Yeah, that's it. And our next challenge is going to be the same thing. It's uh, it starts a couple, I don't know, a couple weeks. We start that. It's an eight-week program. There's cash prizes and a membership, and we're going nuts on the membership this year. It's a full elite membership, but not for a member. So well, tell us a little bit about how you generate interest in that, right? How do you market that sort of a program? How are we getting leads to drive into that? Our biggest thing is, is, you know, around the gym, you know, posting stuff like that. We just do a lot of social media. We just push the social media. Okay. And so when you say social media, is this, we're posting stories, we're posting pictures, we're posting videos, or is this paid advertising social media? Uh, some of it's paid, uh, some, a lot of, you know, like Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that. You know, we're working on stuff like that, boosting it, uh, you know, trying to get it out there. I just got hooked up with a media guy, uh, last month. Uh, he's kind of a friend. He helped to just design some new shirts. So, you know, I have to meeting with him today. Uh, but you know, we're trying other ways. Marketing is not something that. I'm very good at or have a knowledge. It's, it's something that I've tried and tried and tried. Well, well, Terry, it's, it's interesting because so many people get into gym ownership because they're good trainers, because they're good coaches, because they've been around gyms forever. And then quickly find out that, that running a business and being a good coach or trainer are vastly different skill sets. Your, your job description and your responsibilities dramatically change and so for you to even say marketing is not our strong suit will serve you far more in the long run than just saying oh yeah we're great at marketing yeah no i'll, I'll be a person a minute i mean we all know we try we do what we can and you know what we've been pretty successful you know i just like to take it to the next level and get it out there because i mean you know we're just yeah. good at what and so i mean the, the goal of marketing overall, of course, at the end of the day, the scoreboard is new business, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, exactly. it's getting people in. I mean, we could be great, great marketers and getting all of these leads, but if we're not converting them to some sort of paid membership at some point, none of those leads make a difference in the world. And so right. tell us a little bit about sales for you guys. Who's handling new member signups who's selling personal training whose responsibility is that uh pretty much the staff who works the front desk mm. rotate three people a day or two depends on whatever shifts they want to work yeah uh, they wrote it or uh, i'm sorry they push it they talk to people and you know somebody will come in if i'm up there i don't know you from adam i'll talk to you i'll talk to your off sure and then you know, we have another guy here matt the powerlifting guy He's out there just walking around talking to people. Yeah. And he and so just, it, it just sort of falls to whoever's geographically. Hey, why don't you try this? Come try this. Well, how much is it? Don't worry, drop in. Come on. <laughs> Give it a and shot. That's what we do. We, you know, we drop in. You know, come over, come next door, jump into cardio kickboxing. And, you know, and we had a girl jump in. Now she's over there all the time. Yeah. She loves it. So I'm like, there. I just double her membership. Because you know, we'll do a dual membership. So it's mostly all on the front desk. Sure. Talk and to people so, who are on the phone. They're pushing, 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 you know. Okay. And so let me ask you this. Obviously, it sounds like they're working hard at it. Do you find that 
they are efficient as salespeople? Some. Ah. Yeah. Don't. Tell us about that. I just want, I don't want that to let them hear this, but it is what it is. Some yeah, are, without throwing anybody under the bus. Some do their job very well, and then some go above and beyond. Mm. Uh, that's, you know, I'd say we're 50 50. And so, you know, it's just, yeah, it's hard. You know, I try to talk to them. I kind of, even we have a little piece of paper, it's almost like a little script. You know, it's like, well, I'm uncomfortable. It doesn't matter. You don't know this person. Talk to them. They don't know you. Tell them, yeah. tell them to come in, meet, meet so-and-so at four o'clock. And then she'll sell them on it or he will, or you know what I'm saying? Mm. So tell them to stop in, drop in. And, you know, I've got people at the front desk just randomly. It's like, oh, what's this class? I just signed up. And I'm like, well, class is starting in 10 minutes. You want to jump? What is it? And I said, well, go jump in find out. <laughs> I and mean, then the reality is that everybody sucks at sales until we get reps doing sales. That's just the rat, the, the yeah, nature of the beast. And I'm not, we're not one, we're not, I'm not that type of person. It's neither are people here that are going to charge you for doing this or charge you for doing that. You got to do it to see if you like it. And I don't have a problem with you jumping in each class or jumping in next door, you know, like the girl when she went next door, she loved the cardio kickboxing and the boxing. She thinks it's the best thing in the world. Yep. And then she also just signed up for powerlifting. Perfect. I'm like, how ironic is that? Just by talking to her. Yep. And you know, so we're that's our biggest thing is you know, as we push it at the at the front desk, you know. Yep. And I try and try to get the model of go out and talk. Go out and talk to people. Just yep. walk around the gym. Walk around with three or four bottles of water. Hey, you need a water, you need this, you need that. And I'm the first one that'll do it. I'll throw a shirt to anybody. I just, it's all about advertising. It's sure. Just, and sure. we go through. And so Terry, like we said, the, the, the big goal of this is growth, right? Everybody, every single conversation I have on this podcast, everybody is, yeah, I'd love to make more money. And so what does that look like for you? Here we are at the beginning part of the year. What are you really doing to grow revenue and grow profits for the business here in, in the next year? Uh, social media, marketing, talking to you guys. Hey. And I, I'm, like I said before, I'm, I'm not pulling anything this year. It's, I'm going for it. I said, we're gonna market, do whatever we can to fill this place back up to where it was. Yeah. And What's the, do you, do you kick around a number in your head? Do you think there's a, there's a cap? Is there a number that you're shooting for? For as in what people? Our membership. Yeah. Uh, when we took over, we were at 1150 and we're at 800 now. Yeah. So, but like I told you, we, when we reopened after COVID after five months, we were at 400. So we've doubled already. Yeah. I'll take it. It's certainly the right trend. We're headed in the right it, direction. You get the next three or 400. Do you think you can go beyond 1150? I honestly don't know. It, uh, the demographic here is hard because we're a college town. Mm. So we, you get them and they go, you know, that's the thing we get, but we get a fluctuation every year or every semester, you know, we get people, we get kids in and out. I mean, there was somebody signing up when I walked in today. So it's just, yeah, I would love to get another 400 people in here. Yeah. Or even 50 people next door. Sure. With. Yep. You know, 
so we're pushing that but we're trying to do everything we can here i mean we're running uh a big uh event i can't quote me on a month maybe april or may we're running a big uh not-for-profit uh powerlifting event and it's all going to uh freedom train it's a, a child trafficking wow so we're doing that uh we're just big fundraiser and powerlifting event for all the guys over there and everybody here and next month got mma legend coming out here so we got pat militech coming yeah and and terry i mean the the best part of running a really successful and profitable business is that you can do that kind of stuff all the time it's it's a lot easier to pull the trigger on swiping the card to get some famous person to come in or to throw a party for your members or to run these sort of charity events if we've got a bigger bank account right yeah but this is also like a, a growth too you know uh you know i think uh i know the charity event's going to go over very good i mean i have a feeling that's going to be a big event which usually is i mean we just ran one a couple weeks ago made uh I don't know, like 500 in donations and two truckloads of food for our local shelter. And that was just a six hour event. Well, so I mean, that's what it's all about, man. I'd rather help people, you know, stuff like that. It makes us feel better. 100%. So I I am completely in alignment with you. And so Terry, that's probably a good place to start to wrap things up here, but give the people that tuned in today an idea of where they can find out a little bit more about these businesses? Uh, well, our website is uh, evolvefitnessandtraining.com. On Instagram and Facebook, it's uh, Evolve Fitness Decal. And we also have uh, Evolve, we've got so many of them now, I got to remember them all. Evolve MMA Club and Evolve uh, Powerlifting. All Check them out at one of the. One I, of the I, I'm trying to rattle them off my head. Uh, it's funny I see them, but I don't recognize the names all the time. So yeah. but we're we're pushing it. We're going for it this year. We're we just want to be that pretty much that all around gym. Yep. Definitely check out one of those platforms. And and Terry, man, I appreciate your insight and your attitude when it comes to running a business and really, really doubling and tripling down on coming back from COVID. I think a lot of people didn't make it because of hesitancy, because of fear to act. And, and I think that your boldness and your your enthusiasm for this will will really show for you here in the next couple of years. And so, my man, I, I appreciate you and I can't wait to see what comes next for you. I appreciate the opportunity. I, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, if I'm not, I don't walk away and I'm not gonna let it fail. Yep. And, and so we certainly thank you and, and wish you nothing but the best to everyone who tuned in today. We appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your fitness business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.